it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome into the Marvel Stuff Podcast. And like we do every single week, we're going to discuss what would be a better halftime show. Rihanna running it back or that cool little jingle you get on StreamYard when you're like trying to test your headphones, you know? Testing the speakers on. I don't think that's super relevant for the people oh, that dude, uh, people, don't use StreamYard. They need they, to know, though. Everybody should know. It really Still waiting on a, on a real SpongeBob halftime show is what I'm waiting on. Dude, what, actually, though, that would be fire. I'd be... I'd be jazzed about it. Either that or Robert Jabotsky at the Grey Cup style. Ooh, yeah. It. All right, pop culture Go to the mall. great. But so is Marvel stuff. And actually, I know a little bit about that. So why don't we talk about that? Yeah, mm-hmm. There's a new movie, Coach. We just watched it yesterday. My name is Coach, and your name is Josh Kennedy from Facebook. Yep, and we true. did watch a new movie, and it was Ant-Man. Yep. It was Ant-Man of the Wasp, Quantumanium, actually, to be precise. And yeah, uh, a lot of words for we're gonna uh, talk about it. We're gonna talk about it in full spoiler style. We yeah, did so... post a non spoiler review last night in the parking lot, so you want to just listen to that before we give anything away. You can, if for some reason you need to hear our full spoiler review before you watch it, that's also fine. Listen, listen away. I do know there's a couple people out there that do that. I think you're psychos, but also I appreciate you, so stick around. I... I don't mind doing it for movies that I don't care about. Like if I don't really care about the movie, I'm like, ah, I want to watch it because it's entertaining. But fair enough. Usually for Marvel movies, I gotta go and clean because, you know, it's too well, much. that's a lot of the reason why we go. I mean, one, we have a podcast, but we've been going to midnight premieres for a long time. I've been going for at least a little over a decade. I think I've been going to superhero movie midnight premieres. It's gotten early and earlier. Obviously, we watched it Thursday at five thirty. But yeah. either way, I gotta avoid like, the spoilers. Be like, you had to wait till midnight. midnight. And it was like, all oh. of the theaters that you're like, all right, there's 18 theaters here, and they're all playing The Dark Knight. Yeah, it would just be a giant, what a dumb, really think about how dumb that business plan was. Then everybody's stuck in the parking lot at the same time. Yep. And just stupid. They they slowly learned, though. It went from, you know, there's like, okay, we got one at 11 now, and then now it's just complete. There was three showtimes before our showtime at 530. <laughs> Yeah, it so. comes out the day before the release date, and I don't know why they don't just call Thursday the release date. But what do I know? Because uh, then they have to have a Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Yeah, you always to be one <laughs> one day true. sooner, no matter You're what right. you said. You're right. Uh, but I mean, like you said, we we went to watch it. I wouldn't say the theater was packed. I think we're just talking theater experience before we get into the movie. It was probably like sixty percent capacity, probably. Yeah. It was maybe maybe like 50, 50 to sixty somewhere in there. Wasn't a ton of energy. I mean, I think I've been to some of these, and you can feel the energy. Like like Spider Man, you could feel people were pumped about it. Not like anyone's really surprised about that, though. I mean, Ant Man is Ant Man. We all know he's not as good of a character as Spider Man. We also know he didn't have, you know, what is it, seven movies leading up to it? (laughs) It, it I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised just because it felt like they were trying to have a pretty big pitch for this movie and how important and integral it was but i guess people just still were like yeah but it still says ant-man though it's kind of sad because like i mean you and i are obviously pretty involved in the whole marvel conversation online or at least we witness it and people are falling off man there's a lot of people that say they lost interest in the mcu entirely five years ago and like at this point the movies for a lot of people are starting to feel weaker so we, we really need we need another Spider-Man or another multiverse to really get us going again. Like, it feels like the the money is still pretty good, though. I mean, Black Panther still made a bunch of money. People yeah, but watching it, but their overall discussion. vibe isn't like as positive anymore. Sometimes it is, obviously, but in a lot of cases, it's definitely not there anymore. And the money's gonna run out if they don't. I don't know, man. I don't even. I mean, obviously, I'm not a movie executive. I don't know what they need to do, but. It's got to be something, man. Is Guardians three really gonna bring no, everybody think, back? Probably not. I think it's it's gonna be the final push towards the end of Phase five, but it's really gonna be Phase six that's gonna be like, oh, okay, okay. 
you know, we're gonna have Deadpool three. We're gonna have the X Men. Yeah. We're gonna have Fantastic Four. We're excited. I for think those Kang things. is great. People are gonna be pumped for Kang. People are, like those things are gonna be big deals. Yes, they just um, seem so far away right now. Well, let's just jump into the movie. We talked about it a little bit on the spoiler-free review. Um, I'll kick it. Yeah. Oh, hey, look at that. We're bringing in David Lozano from the Star Wars stuff podcast. Hey, David Joy. How's it going, David? We're live. We're talking Ant-Man. We actually haven't started talking Ant-Man yet. We were just talking the Did some intro stuff. You're right on time. You're right on time. Cool. Yeah. Saw Quantumania last night. And uh, I think we all got some thoughts about it. Was your theater super packed or was it like 50 to 60% filled out like ours? Uh, My theaters are always sold out because I go to the recliner theaters. So there's like less seats. Oh, yeah, so do we. Even ours wasn't quite fully sold out. Does anyone think that this would have done better if they would have called it Ant-Man and Kang Quantumanium? Because I think... Maybe. I yeah, who knows? I don't. I don't know if like that would have been second lead. But let's jump into it. Like we said, spoilers, so don't be afraid to hold anything back. Um, David, let's... you're the perfect person to have on for this because they just like ripped off. This is Marvel Star Wars, brought to you by whoever the hell the director was. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get that vibe though? Like, yeah, it's Peyton Reed, yeah, right? Sure. You're right. Yeah, it's Peyton Reed. But... Didn't you get that vibe? And he does direct Mandalorian episodes. Yeah, well, maybe he should know because he just copied and pasted, and I wasn't a big fan. <laughs> in in the spoiler-free review, I definitely said that it was derivative, and now we can reveal I was definitely talking about Star Wars, a little bit of some other yeah. sci-fi stuff. Like I heard some people say, like, "Oh, it's got a little bit of like Dune action," and I didn't feel that vibe quite as much, but it was definitely Star Wars adjacent. <laughs> I heard people mention Fifth Element as I well. Know it is, so. You lost. You ever see Fifth Element? Nope. It had a little bit of that. I I would say I like I just the whole Tuscan village and then followed by the the the, uh, the speed rate the land racers. <laughs> I don't know what they're called in this movie, but there was just a rip. And the fact that like we got stormtroopers with blue heads, like <laughs> what is this, dude? I yeah. really thought this is a side. I really thought we were gonna see the reveal of the mask and have it be something because they were all so uniform and like. The rest of the species isn't uniform, so I was hoping it would be like a cool other subjugated kings or something. But whatever, yeah, yeah. Um, let's jump into let's, it. Let's do it. Let's let's jump into the movie here. There's a few different elements we want to hit on. I guess we were just talking a little bit of world building. So quantum realm, David. Why don't you go ahead and tell us what what did you think of the quantum realm itself? Uh, it was a little less chaotic than I think we've seen in the past uh, couple films here, but. Uh... It was interesting. It was diverse. It was different. Uh, I didn't see any uh, tardigrades in there floating around at all. But the weird, uh, yeah, blood. the water yeah. bears. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but see, the quantum realm is actually smaller and further away from the um, where they found that, her. I, I believe the microscopic world yeah. that you see the tardigrades. So, yeah, it's it's a little confusing, but. Yeah, there were some, there are a couple of plot holes in there, um, but as far as like the quantum realm, I I thought it was okay. I mean, I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, it was CGI heavy, man. There was like not right, a, and they did use the volume. Not a single they, element that was real in this whole movie. It felt like, but they used the volume from uh, Amanda. Yes, nice. they did, and uh, Paul Rudd told a story that somebody made the mistake because they have it's basically a live green screen if you don't know what the yeah. volume is so it it's it's almost like a hundred and i wouldn't say 360 degrees it's probably more like 200 degrees around the actors when they're in any scene that that depicts it's much more effective like than fantastic. your average everyday you know big blue screen that they do in warehouses and right. a lot of things so the volume is great yeah, it's a whole lot cheaper yeah it's a whole lot cheaper the, the volume is tied to the actual camera so when the camera moves the scenery in the background moves and it looks like they're actually kind of there. But Paul Rudd told the story that when they, when they shoot on the volume, they actually have physical props on the floor and they have stuff kind of around them and they have, they bring in dirt and they bring in sand, whatever. So someone actually made the mistake and purchased, they accidentally purchased manure mm. 
That's for funny. the dirt. So they had manure all over the ground, and they were like, "What's that smell?" That's really <laughs> and they slowly well, like figured out. Okay, are not yeah, cheap either. I'm sure that was fun to dry clean. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wondering if anyone got like reprimanded or lost their job over that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, honestly, yeah. he's dead. He's dead, <laughs> buried. Gonna mess around. Bikey's Bikey doesn't mess around. Um, yeah, I liked I liked the quantum round for the most part. I would say, like I said, my spoiler free. There's there were certain elements that were I thought very unique that I've never seen anywhere, including Star Wars Fifth Line or anything. Different certain creatures, certain certain decisions they made. I thought so, and then some I thought were a little less. Unique. Original. I, I still don't understand why no one has the courage to just. If you're going to create an entire fake society, why does anyone have to look human? I, to me, that's weird. I just. Well, you had to get Bill Murray. Is essentially what it was. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's a couple of others that look human. It is. It is a little bit weird. It weird but but it, it, what can what can you really do in a situation like that? In a in a universe where everything else is already cgi you already have a couple of cgi characters i mean you got to have something to kind of ground you in reality even slightly so having something to do with humans i I don't know it's a good reference point for the audience if it was all aliens i I think he would have lost some people at least done like humanoid and like made them green or something i don't know whatever uh, a big deal. Like I said, I like I like the quantum realm. I didn't like how they got there. I don't know if anyone else had that feeling, but it seemed didn't, yeah, didn't care it for seemed that. rushed and sort of annoying to me, like the way they just like. I mean, like, we finally understand why Michael Pena and David Desmolchin and the mom and the stepdad like we know why they weren't in this film now. So I guess that. Get, David Desmolchin was in the film. Was he a CGI character? He wasn't his. Okay. He wasn't so. his character, though, yeah. <laughs> to be clear. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it feels weird like a lot, man. Because it, it, they made it sound like they had been doing this for a while, contacting the quantum realm. And what, just this one time? Like, they sent the signal down to get like the real map. Yeah. Who knows, my dude? But I, I do know. Explain that was maybe because Janet was there, I guess. So. He was Why trying to pull uh, I, I just, you know, it just feels, it felt very spacey to me. It felt like they went to, you know, a galaxy far, far away. And I, it's just like, I don't know. It feels like they could have done some different elements. Like, I don't know. Did you buy into this being this microscopic universe at all? It did it. it oh, it's really within context, it doesn't feel small at all. No. They, and I wonder if there's like a, they try to do it a little bit by having some of the creatures look sort of like, biology but again to david's point it's actually way smaller than any of that kind of stuff so way smaller than so, so I, I don't know if there's a way to make it seem microscopic you know what i just thought of though why were the ants big when they were small on earth and they got sucked into the same vacuum as the humans who remain the same size nah, they got their technology they've been there for that i don't know they didn't shrink quite as many yeah it said they've been there so, a long so time the story yes. goes yeah, they, they they kind of went through time a thousand years, so I guess maybe they just evolved or technology made them bigger. I don't know. But uh, David S. Malchin plays Veb, that blob nice. that asked about nice. the holes. That's nice. who he okay. is. Yeah, he I is love funny. that guy. He's he's great. That makes sense. He's got a really cool story too. If you ever listen to a podcast with him, he's a he's a very yeah. interesting guy. But all right, all right. Let's so let's let's jump into the plot a little bit first. The beginning I think is interesting. The whole Paul Rudd storytelling you know, about his, his life and the Spider-Man guy. I laughed at a couple of those jokes a little bit. Um, his whole book writing, I think it's that, pretty I funny. was into that. I was into that. I, I liked I liked him writing a book. I was uh, Most of the stuff. Dude, the more I think about this movie, the more I think about, like, how I didn't have that good of a time, <laughs> which is a bummer, because I wish I would have. The more I did, it's funny. The more I think about it, the more I liked it. Really? But well... There's like elements I forgot that I liked until I am now walking through the plot. And that's one of them. I like the beginning until. Yeah, there's also there's also an Easter egg in a previous Marvel film or TV show with the ticker that says Scott Lang to write. Yeah, we talked about that. And yeah, was it on one of the Marvel shows? Might have been. And as soon as (laughs) I think it was Moon Knight. And I think as soon as uh, maybe it was She-Hulk. I think it was She-Hulk. Yeah. As soon as he like showed his book, it's like ah, it's the book they were talking about. So I yeah, it's little funny. things like that I can appreciate. Um, no Shang Chi cameo when he was in San Francisco, so that bummed me out. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah. well, you have two guys in the same city. Finally, can we uh, have just like a glance or like Katie even? I don't know, man. That's uh, fine. I don't mind missing out. Like you said, they got they got to the quantum realm so fast. They had a lot to do, so they get they get there. I don't. The reason they get there is a little weak or whatever, but they do all end up there. They split up so we can have two different stories. Um, well, now's probably yeah. as good a time as any. Do you want to talk about the new Cassie actor and how do we feel about her as a developing thing? Like, because she's kind of like got that freedom fighter vibe, but she's got you know juvenile tendencies and's been to jail like three times already and for the most part it seems like it's for good reason so i, I don't know i i liked cassie in this one i will say i think she wasn't my favorite character but i also like her better than wasp so there you go and by the way guys uh, about the book it's an actual yeah, book paul rudd right? yeah, yeah, yeah. although I did, when you I actually didn't hear that. him read passages they sound terribly written but still kind of funny so yeah i wonder if it's yeah. actually from that book yeah who knows I would bet it is. I would bet those exact lines are in it. Um, that is funny. Good point. Cassie herself. So, I, you know, the whole storyline, the idea, like, for Ant-Man, he's supposed to get back in the fight. He's been being too passive to take care of his daughter and, you know, keep her safe. And she just wants to, like, do what is needed for the little guy. I don't know. It, I get it. I just don't think she was a good actress. Did we so care even a little bit that it was a new actress as compared to the old one? No, I mean, I don't. They're kids. Well, they're it's just a them. conversation to have just because it's like there's the whole recasting thing and a lot of people are up in arms about yeah. it when because they kids, recast though, Harrison Ford. When it's kids, I just care. I don't think the general public really noticed. They, they yeah. definitely didn't. Not on this one. Yeah, you're right. 100%. Yeah. Uh, when it's when it's a kid to an older kid, I'm a hundred percent fine with it. Probably know the kid doesn't want to be an actor anymore, or they suck. So, yep. <laughs> some kids suck. I mean, it's a miracle that Harry Potter worked at all. That those kids like grew up in. Yeah, it is a part. miracle that yeah <laughs> that they grew up into the actors. Yeah, I mean, they really they killed it with the casting though. They a lot of them did stick with acting, and most of them were still really good. Yeah, which is. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But I, I didn't really care for the new girl either, though. It's just I liked her in other things part. I've seen her in. I think she led this one show I watched. I can't remember the name of it, but I liked her in that. So I was looking forward to her performance in this movie. And I don't know. I don't want to say I was let down because I didn't expect much, but I thought I was. You know, she was there. She existed. She was fine. Well, David, what did you think of the whole that whole side story about freedom fighters and and sort of. Cassie tried to re-inspire her dad to be an Avenger know, again. Be Avenger again, I guess, is sort of what I was going for. Uh, the whole Freedom Fighter thing was very, very cliche. Yeah, it was um, the Rebel. <laughs> I knew that a certain actress who was in Star Wars was going to be one of the fighters. And I actually contacted her to be on our Star Wars Stuff podcast. And she never responded back because she was in London shooting this film. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I, I really love that actress. Her name is Katie. I'm trying to remember her last name. I can't remember it. But yeah, it's 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 kind of cool when you can uh, generate brand new characters. I don't think any of those characters are from the comics, is, were they? What was her name? Centauri or something like that? Not that I know. I, no. I don't know. She was very familiar looking. She looked like a different character that I had recently saw in like Marvel Snap or something, but it wasn't the same character. So yeah, that character with the cylinder for the head that shot the beam out. Oh, I hadn't seen anything he was like cool. that before. I liked him. Coach yeah. talked about how much yeah. he liked Logan. him a bunch of times. Yeah, he's cool great. Design. Cool person. Yeah, I think the character that can read minds, though, I think that character actually has a future or. Is that a comic book character? I'm not quite sure. Oh, yeah, you're right. But you I know feeling, I, I watch you get all just watching it that he feels like he's he feels like he's important. I watch. Yeah, I watch all the red carpets and they had him on the red carpet and they talked to him like he was going to be something, someone of importance. So, yeah, it was interesting. And he did look kind of familiar. OK, too. but the real question sure is, that. did they really need to put Bill Murray's name on the poster? <laughs> Man was in and out <laughs> in eight minutes flat. Yeah, that that was a uh, boring scene. Didn't like that scene. Didn't care. Not really necessary. No. Whatever they paid Bill Murray, I, I'm kind of wondering did they, did they have to pay him yes. millions for that? Oh, yes, probably, did. probably uh, two and a half million just to, for that one scene. Um, yeah. So what what about the other story then? What about the whole wasp and and learning about Janet's past? 
I hate it. Secret boyfriend G Bang. It it made it was logical. It made sense to to bring Kang into the whole story of uh, Phase Five. Um, to see Janet like kind of hiding that big fact. I mean, you would think that she would kind of talk about her time in the quantum realm, but uh, she obviously didn't. And um, came back to kind of bite. Uh, but then, of, of course, you wouldn't have this movie <laughs> yeah. if that was the case. So um, it's just one of those like kind of movie trope type of things that, I mean, it's... They, um, I kind of acknowledged it even in the spoiler-free one or prior to. She kind of took some of the the second or third lead role away from Wasp, it felt like. Like her screen time compared to uh, Evangeline Lily. It was like, there was a big difference it felt like and even like the the lines alone she had so much more dialogue than uh the wasp did that's for sure and i i was into it i like michelle pfeiffer and she was probably one of the highlight performances other than king obviously because he was just unreal and michelle pfeiffer is the original wasp right yes she's also you know uh, a catwoman so <laughs> that helps me <laughs> i've seen catwoman Sorry, right. um, I don't, I don't know. I don't. Did anyone else get this feeling? I get the feeling that that was like I wouldn't say retcon because it was never like an established, but they certainly having we both rewatched both the first two Ant Man's recently. Yes, we did. Uh huh. And then also, if you think about um, Endgame, there's like no hint that the quantum realm actually has like a society at all, right? This idea, like they use the quantum realm to time travel. Did Tony never like realize there was some sort of society? It definitely seems like they changed that in because it's a good way. It's a good excuse to like, how do you introduce Kang in a way that's like not already taking over the world? So this made sense. It just seems like they left no hints in the previous continuity that there was a big society down there. There was a tiny hint. I think if you pause it just right when they're traveling through, you can see like little sub cities in the background. But I mean, that's just like, there's no way you're gonna find that if you just watch the film normally. Right, that's fair enough. You're probably right. Are you talking? That type you of talking thing, yeah. in uh, in Endgame, or when they go? Uh, I think in one. I think in one of the Ant Man films, actually, you can see like a city in kind of like a bubble. Okay. When type they don't get part of like one of the stretched out like arms. Yeah. Of the I don't. Realm. I don't. I don't. That doesn't sound familiar, but also it sounds entirely possible because Marvel is known for their tiny, tiny, tiny cameos. And uh, we don't break all those down over here because <laughs> yeah, it's next but, level stuff. Like I said, it, make, it makes sense. It, it, to Josh's point, it doesn't really feel like it's a microscopic society. It feels like a pretty cliche sci-fi society. Um, it felt like yeah. a space adventure. This just felt like they went to a new planet. That's how that felt. This whole film felt yeah. to me. And I don't know how you could manage to do it differently, but I don't uh, either. I have no idea. I, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough tough thing. Okay, to you'd try have to just like uh, you would have to just break the rules. There would have to be like no gravity, or there would have to be like everything is touched. Like everything is just like you could feel the the force in everything. There have to be <laughs> some way to break reality to make it seem unique enough. But that's just that's hard to pull off. Could be cool though, but. It does feel a little basic, but I don't mind it too much because, like you said, ultimately this film is to set up Kang. Yep, and it served that, that purpose. I will it does say. a really good job doing that. I mean, does anyone disagree with that? No, it, it, it helped me, you know, really get to know that character a little bit more, and, and it's just another variant. I mean, there's, I, I mean, we can spoil it now. The po- the mid and post credit scene were both Kang related, and they were uh, both exciting for the future of the MCU. I will say so. This film did a good job of bringing in a cameo character from Loki and giving them the the full treatment for Marvel. And I said even in the spoiler free review, I think it was a, a big swing to have a C level Avenger like Ant Man take on the biggest threat that the Avengers have coming. I thought that was really cool in a smart way to like, I don't know, do something different. I, I can appreciate that they tried to do something different as opposed to doing the same old looming Thanos that they did in the earlier phases or even Loki were like, okay, he's back or red skull. He's got a big evil plan. This, it just, it just felt a little bit different here with, uh, with the major, major villain 
and it's only one version of the major villain. So he's definitely unique and I'm excited to see that play out. Does anyone else? Yeah. I think if this movie did anything, um, it really, really cemented Jonathan majors as Ooh, he's like, so good. Uh, uh, the, the villain. I mean, we already know Kang dynasty's coming yep. in the future secret wars. I mean, he's, he's here to stay. And, um, yeah, he, he was really good. I'm glad that the MCU plucked him away from all these other he projects. He has so many projects. Next- I watched, I saw something online. He had like eight projects since like 2019. I watched a little bit of him in uh, Lovecraft Country, and that's when I first like found out about him. I was like, he's really good, at least in the first couple episodes, because it has a lot of like racial tension and stuff, and he plays that role really well. And this is a completely like, a, yeah. he has so much range, and I'm really excited because for a role like this, you need to have range. He's playing a million different like versions of the same character. And I think that's super exciting that he's giving most of them individual personality traits and he did different accents and none of them. I was like, that's a stupid Hollywood accent. I was like, okay, I can kind of buy this one here. So that's appreciated. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When, when he was doing Lovecraft country, that's when they made the announcement that he was cast and then I think that's when all these MCU fans went to go check out Lovecraft Country to see his performance. And yeah, he's he's pretty good. I want to get your guys' opinion. Do we think this variant that we met in Quantumanium, do we think he's gone? Spoiler alert for the movie, he sort of does disappear at the end. But no. in the same way that like no. Red Skull does and stuff. We think no. he's sticking around, Josh? I think he's sticking around. I think it's because they set him up to be like even the, the black sheep of an already pretty messed up family. I think that really is like even way, way in the future. He might be like the one that the rest of the Kings have to try and take down as well. And there's a weird, uneasy alliance. There's a lot of different directions they can take this. But I don't, I don't think this... I almost want to call this Kang Prime. Is in my head, this is like the one that we're really going to be thinking about the most. I'm pretty confident about that. Yep. I've... Yeah, I think a lot of people are calling him Exiled Kang, and I think there's the onus and the um, j- just the overwhelming desire now for this Exiled Kang to come back and annihilate Six One Six Avengers and just take over 616 so i think there's there's i mean they've set it up now for him to be really pissed off and he's already killed avengers before clearly so i mean it's all set up now i definitely appreciate that there's a hierarchy within even kang variants that's pretty cool because you could think that like dr strange would never be subservient to another dr strange but in this universe you've got exiled kang who seems to have been part of like a a high four or whatever. And now there's three of them yeah. left that are kind of the overlords of this stadium full of Kangs. And I find that to be a super interesting thing about that character as well, that it's not just copies of the same person that, that the individual characteristics are going to be explored quite a bit and the different levels of power and things. It's, it's just really exciting for me to kind of take the idea of variance and just, turn it up to 11. It's going to be really cool. Yeah. I hate to disappoint you, Josh, but I don't think you're going to get your wish. I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time with a lot of variants. I got a feeling that that David's right. I think exiled Kang is going to be the Kang. Yeah. That is like the main bad guy of a movie. He's going to get the most screen time. I think we will see the other Kangs in like cameo appearances and this and that. But I know, think even Kang Dynasty might end up being mostly just exiled Kang's yeah. sort of revenge tour. You know, it might be interesting. I don't know if they're going to do it, but it would be kind of cool and completely new if they dedicated like the mid credit scene for every Marvel project to be different storylines following Kang. And then the post credit scene be like what they've been typically doing with Marvel, because then when the Kang dynasty finally, finally comes along, you could almost cut it together as like a short film, just putting together the yes. mid credit sequences. I think that would be really cool. I like, that. I don't know if they're going to do it. I like that. Put it all together. Yeah. All just the like five films. Yeah. yeah. Have like a, that'd be neat. That'd like be a, neat. a hype trailer right at the, right before the new movie comes yeah. out. Like that's yeah. going to be the trailer for the movie. And it's be like, wait, I've seen this before. <laughs> no, it's, it's I'd a be cool down idea that. to like string together the story of like how the Kangs get together and get ready to fight us in the old, dynasty there um yeah but i think like we said i think we're 
we're all on the same page. This Kang is a big deal, so he's the one you yes. got to get to know. Mm-hmm. You do have to watch this movie, really, if you're going to know the main bad guy. Um, I think he's going to be interesting. I think he'll be every bit as good as Thanos. He's probably going to end up with more screen time than Thanos ever got, which is interesting to think about because Thanos got... Well, you mean... You... Movie to himself. I know, but if you multiply the projects, like the the frequency of Marvel projects coming out is automatically going to kind of equal more screen time for Kang because there's just, they're churning these things out like crazy, which is not how it always was. All right, let's get back to the plot of the movie and yep. see how we, how, how do we feel about the way it develops that we've said, there's the freedom fighter thing. Ant-Man fights back a little bit, mostly just to keep his daughter safe. When they get attacked, we see Modoc. I mean, he's fine, right? Is there anything? Is it mechanized organism designed only for killing? Is it mechanized? Is that the first word? Yeah. Yeah. I'm into it. (laughs) I even made a comment that like, it makes total sense that he had to be funny because you can't do that character seriously. In most cases, they kind of did in the Avengers game. And I I appreciated him in that. But I also Mm -hmm. know that like, if you look like that, with powers like that, you got to have some comedy with it because it's just a ridiculous looking character design. And if they were going to translate that, it, it had to be silly. I wish you'd have been a little more. And they show like little butt. Yep, the little butt yeah, was so stupid. <laughs> I do wish he was a little more intimidating. Like they kept talking about how he's this hunter designed for killing. Do some more killing. You know what I mean? Let's I mean, some things. Maybe, but at the same time, maybe it was just like he got reverted back to like the pansy he was on Earth when he ran into people that he knew. Just like when people come home from, I don't know, college, starting out with their high school friends again. (laughs) It feels like you probably could have had him like single handedly attack that village and like put people down. And like, I will say, during the scene where they're in prison and he said that he had the ability to kill Cassie over and over again coach was next to me i was like literally rooting for him to kill her like once i was like if he can reverse it like do it one time show us that you actually have some like cojones but uh, here's what here's what i was thinking uh he can't do that he has no control over time i know point is that he doesn't have control i get i get that he doesn't actually have it but he threatened that he did (laughs) that's all i'm saying so uh they definitely yeah it's like modok not intimidating they made kang very intimidating Yep. Made him very scary. Because like I said, they do get captured. They end up in prison. Um, It makes sense why Ant-Man helps them, right? It's sort of backed into a corner. The trailers made it seem like it was more of a, I made you a deal so you could have time with your daughter sort of thing. That is not what the movie presented at all. It was definitely no, more of a threat. No, they doubt the trailer was a red herring, man. There wasn't a single time where I was like, Oh, he wants more. Going to file that lawsuit? Yeah, we could. What was it? The Anna Diarmas movie where they sued them and then like, they actually got yeah. to court because she was in the trailer, but not the movie. Good times. Pop culture <laughs> reference, guys. But anyway, this specific film, yeah, a little disappointing. I think I I'm disappointed by because I actually liked that idea. I liked the the emotional angle of like Scott yep. chasing time with his daughter, and they don't go down that path at all. Nope. And so it felt like a very generic, like, I'm threatening you, and then you're just going along with it. This like, is just a random thought, but if it, does, it feels like Marvel needs an influx of violence. I know that doesn't seem <laughs> like it might be all that popular. Have to get it with Blade, we right? Blade man. This is all starting to feel like lollipops and just, like, generic bleh. And I'm yeah, you're right. I mean, it's rainbows. a little, it's a little weird, a little annoying that like no one died in this movie. It's like, come on, man. It's, you had two geezers Kang, just man. waiting at the guillotine, and right. I thought for sure they were knocking them both off. They were just like, oh, we're gonna pansy well, out at the last minute. I was so mad that they didn't die. <laughs> Kang should have killed someone. Bill Murray got killed by that drink, right? Yeah, that wasn't cool <laughs> enough. That was a funny. That, that creature looked. It cool is funny though. Stuff. That is funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you're gonna have Kang, have him kill someone. It really is weird. But I'm I'm annoyed with that. I think that so that's why that whole story is a little annoying. Well, I gotta I gotta say this though, guys. I I, I think the last decade I heard it over and over and over and over and over again. The MCU doesn't kill anybody, and then of course we get to killing iron oh, man yeah. like the main character so and then people are like why did they kill iron man it's well because like, he's the main <laughs> we know we're building up well i mean we know we're building up to three huge avengers movies i think we need 
I think we're going to get deaths there. No, I, okay, but don't no tell me but, I mean, we it, need all of these characters for those movies, David, because we don't. There are a hundred <laughs> Avengers at this point. Kill 35 of them. And we're we going to need everyone many. to fight. Yeah, I think we're going to need everyone to fight in, in King yeah, Dynasty. I don't want to see, I don't wanna see that even a little bit, man. I don't <laughs> want to see. Endgame was like the perfect. Ever. The Endgame was the perfect, perfect amount of people. I don't wow. need seven more super teams for one that's Avengers film. Think. I think that's what I know. Think and it's going it. to drive <laughs> me nuts. You might be wrong, though. I think I, 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 think, I, thought, I, think, I thought the same thing when I watched Civil War. I was like, yeah, that was cool. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but there's like the right there's number. like there's like ten characters in that. We're talking like a hundred. But I thought Civil War was perfect, and then Endgame came, and I was like, well, I was wrong. Endgame's even cooler. So we don't know. You never know. I disagree. Might be- you know, there, I think there's going to be so many teams that we're going to see in these Avengers films. They're going to pull teams if you, directly lifted off the comic. Yes, if you separate them into the different <laughs> Avengers movies, and you have different teams. Then sure, we can have three teams of fifteen or whatever. But I, if we get eighty Avengers in one scene fighting a, one guy and his goons, I'm gonna get upset, man. And <laughs> it's so dumb. I don't need to see all that. Dude. That's it's essentially much. what the end of Endgame was. There was the yes, whatever. I'm saying it was cool in Endgame, and they don't need to do it again because it's gonna make me mad. Well, it's gonna happen. That's just copying itself, um, dude. What do we think of the weird? I don't even know what you'd call it. The weird dimension where like there was all the different possibilities, but somehow the possibilities could. That just felt like a Doctor Strange scene shoehorned into an Ant-Man movie is what that felt like. (laughs) It definitely didn't follow any logical consistency. No. But there was a couple of visuals I kind of liked in it. I liked watching the big giant Ant-Man disintegrate. I like that stuff. They hit that Baskin Robbins joke one too many times. It was it was funny twice and they did it like four right, times did, and I was over uh, I was over point. that pretty quick. But it was funny once. And I it was it. funny once, you know. But he he had four lines. <laughs> that stupid variant, Scott, was so like irritating just that he was even there. Yeah, I like I like the scene enough. It's not my favorite thing again, but it sort of sets up and. The amount of Ant-Man, like, it just kept multiplying, but it didn't follow. Like you said, it didn't follow any rules because it was, like, when they made a different decision, that's when there was another one. But then they all collectively made the same decision. But then at that point, wouldn't every single one of them be making the opposite decision not to help him? It's just, it was all nonsense. That's what it was. That's okay, though. So going back to the Baskin-Robbins thing, we're going to mention it more than it needs to be mentioned here. but. So Baskin Robbins, what is it famous for? Uh, they're thirty-one flavors, sure, right? Yeah. That sounds right. So Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania was the thirty-first MCU ah, film as boom. well. That's funny. I didn't know that. That is funny. I don't know how <laughs> they timed that out. Perfect. Baskin Robbins always knows. Yeah, they always find yeah, out. Baskin yeah. Robbins timed it up. Is the thing they yeah. they knew. It's the big. It's Where's the Baskin Robbins. The big dairy industry. You know, they got their hands in everything. Yeah. Big dairy and Pat Mahomes. Yeah. They rule the world. Oh man, Pat uh, Holmes and his bush lights trying to hand out the Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> that's a really funny. Yeah, that's a really funny clip. Yeah, you should watch that. Um, okay, so let me get the stuff. They end up losing the device to Kang, who for some reason takes the battery. Away. Let's just call it the battery, the orb battery. That's what it was. It powered up the chair. Catwoman took it away from him. <laughs> they slapped it with a couple of the discs. And that was the whole movie. They just had to like get it back to orb sized. Yeah, I'm not quite sure the science behind how it got back there, but it worked somehow. I also didn't so. like how when they had all the things slapped together, it had both blue and red. It wasn't just one color, so it made no sense. It wasn't like they just made it small and just made it big. She took all of them and slapped it onto the stupid thing. Oh, so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I, is I know it big or yeah. smaller? I wondered about that, too. That, I was like, I'm yeah, telling like, the, all the rules about making things bigger and smaller make no sense. How do they get, like, bigger? Like, you're in a tiny realm. So, like, when you get bigger in a tiny realm, does that still take energy? You're still, like, infinitely smaller than you actually are. So are you even big? Because you're not – whatever. I don't care. I was – a little bit of yeah, I think we'll that works out that. because 
Because when you see Giant Man at the end of Endgame, he's moving slowly. But when you see Giant Man in the Quantum Realm, he's actually moving kind of fast. A little faster. I don't know. Yeah, I don't Cassie's, love this conversation. Got tired. <laughs> Whatever. I agree. I, it just, I don't, the logic doesn't track. But it was cool. I like, I, so I did like when they attacked. I like Giant Man's attacking. I yep. thought there was a couple good little action going on there. Um, of course, they, they pulled the Star Wars off again and they just had the, the ships come in last second to save everyone because of course why not um the ants were much cooler moment i thought i thought the ants coming in was uh the character felt like he was straight out of rick and morty that's kind of how that character felt to me and i don't even, even watch that much rick and morty but that's how he felt some of these other guys were fun i don't know the whole end scene it was it was fine yeah but i had the best joke in the whole thing when cast oh man Modoc. yeah Oh yeah, oh yeah. Modoc got to deliver the funniest line of the movie. I love it. Oh, uh, good stuff. I can't remember the setup, but I just remember. Well, he, he, he's, she says, "Stop being a dick," and then oh, he's like right. sitting there defeated, and he's like, "Just look at me, just a dick." And then her advice to him was just stop being a dick, and it just stop, it went from stop. there, and it was great. Stop being such a dick, but how? I'm such a I'm such a dick. I just <laughs> like funniest that. part of the movie. That was your spoiler-free review. Uh, that was spoiler. Yeah, I don't get to use the word "dick" as a spoiler often, so I appreciate appreciate the movie giving me that chance. Yeah. Yeah. Does the MPA not think "dick" is that bad? Because they said it several times. <laughs> I think they're starting to like kind of pull back on these rating things because every every really... six-year-old has a TikTok and is it's weird. <laughs> selling their parents' <laughs> credit card information for <laughs> extra lives in Bejeweled or whatever the hell kids are playing nowadays. Yeah, but I feel confident that if you if you said the word "dick" as male genitalia, it wouldn't be allowed. That's true. Like what makes it funny that like. Mm context yeah the context does change yeah but in that context like you're literally saying it like that though i know it's dumb (laughs) it's stupid doesn't track i mean where they're like well he's just saying he's not a richard that's how they got it past him (laughs) i don't love the king can get overrun by a bunch of ants but i guess they were super future it made sense it made sense i was fine with that well yeah i mean anything can overrun you i mean there was a lot enough of i was fine with that part I know, but he's supposed to be able to take on like all the Avengers, which I'm sure it's all context. Uh, I don't know, man. There are a lot more ants than we have Avengers, but I guess not for long because we have all these projects coming up. X-Men, X-Force, Fantastic Four, West Coast Avengers, Spider-Man. Oh, the Young Avengers. I'll get those. Too. Another Young, young Avengers. Avengers. Cassie. Yeah. Um, White Vision. Oh, he's my favorite. When's that you know guy that? coming back? A little bit of philosophy. It's always going to be the whole time um how did we feel about its place within the mcu just in general but yeah. outside of it just being the platform for kang to jump into the mcu did it feel like it really served the greater timeline in any way other than that no. just felt like an adventure that happened in a microscopic world that nobody cared about which i think i kind of appreciated that scott made a joke about that at the end he's like oh shoot that means i'm gonna lose and he starts going into like existential crisis, and then he goes back to the happy that music. He's like, a, ah, that's it's probably a, fine. That's a great scene. Yes, that's like, wonderful. Wait, but he said something bad was going to happen. So, well, he is dead. Did right? I just end the world? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that was great. That scene's great. Uh, I loved all that stuff. Um, which is why I think the exile Kang is going to be the big deal because I think that whole like idea of timelines crashing is going to be yeah. what Kang Dynasty is ultimately about. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately this movie itself is going to be exactly what I think all the anime movies are. It's like I can't believe there's a whole trilogy of those movies, and I think they're all mid. I just listen. I exactly. I hate to do it, guys, but I think this is the worst trilogy so far. Like, is there any real comparison? There's Thor that had the stinker, and then like half a stinker with the fourth one, which isn't kind of pushes it past a trilogy. But like every. Yeah, most of them had like one week one, but the other two or three made up for it. This Ant-Man one, like they were all mid. I still like the first one the most, but even then, I mean, what was that movie? What I don't know what I would rate. Maybe like a seven. I'll give that one a seven. Ant-Man and the Wasp is like I thought a the three first... or two. <laughs> two. I thought the first Ant-Man was pretty yeah. good. I, I really liked it. 
um, as an introduction to Ant-Man. And Ant-Man is like one of those like kind of like beloved niche characters that's not like one of the super big ones. But um, yeah, I mean, most of the trilogies are pretty. It's kind of tough to say because I have I have a lot of love for Ant-Man, but uh, yeah, I yeah I, I guess you could say it's the worst trilogy <laughs> out of all of them. I guess I what Iron Man, Captain uh, America. Thor, you Avengers, the Thor quadrilogy, Captain America. It's going to be another quadrilogy. Oh, kind we of. got the Guardians, I and Guardians like Guardian Three really has to take Spider-Man tank to make this make it the worst trilogy. That's for sure. So so far, who has the best trilogy? Captain best America trilogy? or Captain America? Yeah, it's Captain America. It's got two of the strongest movies. Period. And then the first it gets, one's like, it also, okay. I mean, it's a, it's cheating a little bit that it gets Civil War. It gets all the characters in Civil because War. Because Civil War is also an Iron Man movie. So There's no gets... rules here. We we ranked the Marvel trilogies. If you guys want to go check out that episode, <laughs> yeah. So I, I do think, yeah. I mean, Captain America gets to cheat a little bit, so it makes it an easy win. But I don't know. I'm excited to see Guardians three. There's a chance I'll really like that one. I think everyone's excited for that one. You guys got the trailer right before. Quantum yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So I mean, Marvel news. I mean, I guess we could finish up Ant Man, but we can talk about the the poster for the Marvels after we finish up here because that that thing looks cool. Uh, yeah. Do we have anything else about the actual film that we want to talk about, or do we want to jump to the mid credits? And I I got a question sure. for you guys. So we see Kang burning out people from existence with his yeah, like, that thing was palm cool. hand yeah. raised. So. What was stopping him from doing that to Ant Man and the Wasp? Because he hit them, right? I well, thought the same David. thing. Did he put his blasters on stun or something? Like they're, they're main characters. That's why they're main characters and they're on contract. <laughs> the rest of the guys are just extra. So they paid the no reasoning. money for those people. Just have just them die. not get shot. It's a very easy editing choice. I don't understand. It's stupid. It, yeah. I mean, or is Kang just playing like the long game, no. kind of like what Doctor Strange was doing, and that he had to? He does know multiple so timelines, he, so I guess maybe there's yeah, so he gets, maybe there's some traction there. The I don't know for sure, but yeah, he knows all, so I guess that could make sense that he's like, well, I got to leave Ant Man alive so he can screw something up later. Which leave it up to Scott to do that. So there you go. I kind of like their final fist fight. I was all, I was about that life. Yeah, I was into yeah, that. Yeah, I was into yeah. that. It was it was very reminiscent of like anti-roids chris evans in the first captain america he's like i can do this all day i don't have to win we just both have to lose that was fantastic wasp coming in dude i thought they made the choice to keep ant-man and the wasp in that realm and i was like that was a bold choice i stand behind it and then me immediately backed down from it and it took half a second for them to send another signal down I didn't. I didn't care for that. There, I didn't care for the whole conclusion because, like, there was no deaths. There was no real tragedy. There did seem stakes. like there was much for there repercussions. Was, there was. There was stakes, and the stakes were Kang. I think the the stakes are Kang escaped. No, but like, whatever it, that was, he escaped somehow. And that, that's true. That's the stakes. It should have been. They should have done more, though. I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. But that that's okay. I mean, you're right. That's going to be a huge deal in the future of the MCU. So I can't knock it too much. But yeah, which is why they come on, the do something, kill um, Hank or Janet, like do something that's going to like rip your heart out of you, not just leave was, it up for interpretation. It was never, never going to matter to me. I would. I didn't care about them enough it was never no i know but it would have ripped the characters hearts out you know give them a little bit of emotional depth paul rudd hasn't had enough tragedy in his life (laughs) you don't want to see michael douglas in the original ant-man suit well he's had three movies now so (laughs) he was he was the like the coolest he's been in any of the movies i will say yeah i can't believe he still hasn't put a suit on the fact that he controlled the ant army that was cool i was i was a fan of that i was like that's a true homage to him being the og ant-man and he's having them all roll up on kang out that was the like one that. scene that was like that was pretty cool Keep i like that he just kind of likes that. ants yeah, yeah <laughs> that like is ants. really funny yes. <laughs> like, ants are cool i like them um yeah to your point i think the movie itself i'll never think about again really uh i, I, I probably <laughs> won't even like be like, oh that's right that's what kang was that's the I'll I think, think I'll like Kang and I don't I don't know how to like Maybe it. that's one of the major flaws of this trilogy. It's just it's not rewatchable. I've talked about it before. Like we did rewatch like I literally watched Ant-Man and Wasp for the second time for the episode we did earlier this week. 
And the original Ant-Man is like maybe a little bit more, but like the jokes aren't funny the second and third time, really. So like, what's the point in watching the movie again? It's the stakes aren't there. It doesn't feel like it affects the end. Like, this trilogy almost feels like it didn't have to happen at all in the broader MCU almost would have not been affected. There's a couple things that obviously, you know, he's the one that comes and he gets out of the quantum realm and yada, yada, yada for Avengers Endgame. But outside of that, it just feels insignificant. Yeah, why did he never run into anybody while he was stuck in the quantum realm? That, I thought the same thing too. And then uh, the time thing, we've already talked about how that doesn't make any sense, how she was gone for 30 years and she actually aged 30 years, but Paul Rudd was gone for five years, five years. And he said, it felt like 30 minutes. Like, was he in like a higher tier of the quantum thing that he didn't shrink down? He, he was in a time vortex. That's where yeah. he was. He wasn't in the quantum realm. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the, the Iron Man, the, the part of the quantum realm that he tapped in for time travel is different than the part of the quantum realm that Kang is stuck in where he can't influence time. I don't know. There's it's I hate it's it, not perfectly explained. That... <laughs> I do I do kinda hate it. But that that is what it is. Um yeah, going forward, we talked about the end game scenes a little bit already. There's one that's a cool, weird Coliseum of Kang's I did like the three looks like they're going to be the main ones. I was into that. They like ha- they seem pretty unique. There was one futuristic one that was one that was a pharaoh. Yeah. One was derivative of like Genghis Khan. And I was like, if you're going to pick three things to like have be your three mains, that's kind of cool. So, so I, I, I'm yeah. totally yeah. invested in Kang. I even really liked the second scene, no matter how short it was, which obviously, again, spoilers, because I don't know, maybe someone is stupid and didn't sit through the Marvel credits, but we got to see Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson come back to reprise their characters from the Loki TV show. And it looks like they're trying to stop the original Kang that caused all these variants that kind of seemed to be what it was implying that he was some weird like scientist back in the 1800s or whatever yeah. and he was doing like a sideshow and that's how this whole thing started i don't know the true origin story of king i i am a comic book guy but i i can't say that this guy this fell in my purview so you know it's it's still cool though i i really liked that second scene no it definitely feels like it's going set up to season two for sure season two of loki, loki i think yeah. might be like the definitive backstory for like the idea of Kang. I think they are going yes. to be the I hope catalyst. season two is mostly centered around Kang. And that kind of seems to be what I was implying. And I'm super into that. I've historically, you know, poo-pooed on the Loki TV show because it felt rushed and it was a COVID show and things like that. I am going to rewatch the first season and see if I feel a little bit better about it now. Maybe I will. But uh, the fact that Sylvie was like the one of the main focuses of the first season that was great, but she's now part of the team. So you don't, you don't have that dynamic and going into the second season. So they got to have like a central story and Kang feels like the perfect candidate. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I mean, I think it's going to be good. I think it's cool stuff. Uh, let's talk about the Marvels just a little bit. Um, not that the poster gives anything contextually away we've all seen other than it. they went cold to warm like every other movie poster in existence but i uh at the same time i was i liked this one so can't even complain I, about it i'm just getting excited about it is what's happening like i like i'm getting i don't want to be let down again man please make this one be better I, were you excited about the first captain marvel like, I don't no, I hated it. No, I'm saying just like the Marvel movies seem to be missing a lot lately for me. Other like I liked Wakanda Forever, and Multiverse was really good too. But that was a year ago at this point, so there hasn't been that many movies, Josh. You're starting to. Sound I know it just like it just real feels like a hater Twitter bot here. Um, well, that's because I've been replaced. <laughs> I had the CGI art thing that everybody played through on Facebook, and I just had it take over my hosting weird, duties on the Marvel Stuff podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Marvels, I think, is exciting. It's a little too far off uh, to get too excited about it, but if you haven't seen the poster, uh, you know, it's got the three different Marvels. I, I honestly had forgotten that there's going to be three Marvels. It's well, you got Spectrum, yeah, uh, from WandaVision and the first Captain Marvel. So, cool stuff. Hey, man. 
I, the, I like this seems like it's going to be Freaky Friday bo- body swap thing. That was what was teased at the end of Ms. Marvel. So, hey, that's going to be cool, man. Sign me up. Let's do some. Let's do something fun. Let's mix it up a little bit, man. I'm st- no more. I just have some fun with the plot. You don't need to be as cookie cutter as you have been in a couple of movies. I just I feel like the MCU needs a shake up. They really do. Do we have any idea who the villain's going to be? Not even a little bit. Uh, oh, they have the Kevin Feige about. bot? No, it's probably like the scrolls, I imagine. Right? No, they haven't said anything about it. We have no idea. They have... Well, they did that the last time, right? Yeah. They, 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 they might take one of the scrolls and have them come back. I, I don't know, man. I mean, no, we don't know. That's that, I'm just purely speculating. I have no idea who the villain's going to be for this next one. I did. There's a moment in time that I did sort of know. Because she like <laughs> because of who she swaps with, like like where Miss Marvel is, the whole bracelets, it's something to do with the bracelets. I can't remember like who that connects them to, but it's something to do with that. It's some sort of you know, different reality villain. It's no one you've heard of really, but it's it's connected to like because that's how that's how it happens, is Miss Marvel's You mean it's not Mephisto? Ooh, Mephisto confirmed. <laughs> Might as well be Mephisto. He's going to get around. He's going to. He's it. no. He's um. They can. I think he's the main villain of Ironheart. I believe that is confirmed. Sasha Baron Cohen. I don't know if that's going to be the the premiere of that character, but he's going to be the main antagonist of Ironheart. Which you could have given me seventeen to twenty five guesses, and Ironheart would not have fallen under the my purview of like where yeah, Mephisto that was going to show. Feels up. like a weird there's no crossover protagonist, but it is. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's uh, it was confirmed. So I don't know how they're gonna make it work, but let's do it, man. I love it. I'm excited about I'm excited about the future of the MCU. I know there's certain no there's certain things that I am excited about though. That's the thing is like I'm I don't know I'm feeling a little hot and cold. So let's get let's get get some steam up in here. I'm trying to I'm trying to go on a hot streak again. I would like everybody to just publicly shame Josh. Anytime oh, you see him. stop! It's okay. I like uh, you can go back Josh and see how one I felt. Trailer about. for Flash, and all of a sudden he thinks DC. Oh, is I'm switching teams. I've always been on Team DC, <laughs> to be clear, but the Marvel movies are pretty much better, so that's okay. Well, yeah, I've seen a lot of videos recently that, that say DC is about to overtake. No Marvel, shot, but no I mean, shot. no. The shot. Flash is going to be awesome. Like, yeah. No, I think yeah. I'm really looking forward to all of James Gunn's Dune to do. If you guys want to listen to our opinions on that, go to. The episode from two weeks ago me and david and we broke it down it all sounds like really cool stuff but yeah, yeah. i mean it's gonna take them a decade to even catch up to marvel let alone surpass them so let's calm down guys so do we get a fantastic forecasting by the end of this month i really hope so oh that's a we don't do rumors on here very often but i, I did see something about matt shackman having lunch with mila kunis and I'm, people are speculating they're like "Ooh, invisible woman i'm like Hey, sure. I like her a lot. She's wonderful. So if she's into it, then sign me up. As long as Ashton Kutcher's Mr. Fantastic. No, I'm just kidding. He'd be a terrible casting. <laughs> don't do that, please. <laughs> he seems a little old, though. For I know. I thought the woman, same thing. That's why I thought I that know. rumor was weird. But I brought it up anyway, because, you know, why not? Yeah. I, I have a feeling we have, we have a bit of time still before we're going to find out. I don't know, man, because there's the internet's kind of going crazy about like who they're gonna cast. There was rumors of the the dude from You is gonna be playing Mister Fantastic as opposed to Krasinski and yeah, six one six. So I don't know. It, uh, I still think I have a chance. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple calls in. Mm, so, nope. No, 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 I do nope. not. No shot. I am nope. Fat, lazy, and I would never get off my couch. To That's not true. If you were getting paid millions of dollars to play that character, you would definitely do it. Also, yeah, they give you a trainer and a dietitian. It's, not, it's like, yes, it is hard and you have to put in the work, but also you have everything you need to get in Marvel shape. So let's calm down with giving them all the credit in the world. It's not like they're doing this on their own. Yeah. I'm giving yeah. myself anti-credit is what's happening. Let me help you that okay. thing. Well, I you can nag yourself all you want. That's that's a, that's your prerogative. Well, I'm going to go do that then. Um, and I'll leave, I'll leave the audience to enjoy themselves. Have fun, and uh, we'll see you guys next week as we continue this Marvel adventure. Hope you guys liked Ant Man. We'll uh, we'll talk about it a little more in the future, just to to keep the flow going. But we got other projects to look forward to. Let us know what you guys thought of Ant Man. Um, were you excited about it? Did you feel the energy? 
Do you think it's the right way to start Phase 5? Are we hyped for Phase 5? All that good stuff. Let us know on our Facebook group. Um, obviously, like, rate our podcast. All that good stuff because we love you. David loves you. And we hope you guys have a ton of fun. And we'll see you next time. But until then, don't have too much fun. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, in case it wasn't obvious, we here at Marvel Stuff and the Gotham City Rogues podcast do not own any of the IP we talk about. We're just fans having a good time talking about the things we love.